who's out into the clear and chasing. Allegra at the 200. Here's Hitotsu though, finishing at a rate of knots. Hitotsu goes on by. Hitotsu storms away. Hitotsu wins the pinfold Victoria Day. Welcome to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters bet. And I'm your host, Scoot. We're on the quick back up here at... Uh, it's going to be a massive week, DK. Quick back up. It's very early into the end of the week, but uh, yes, a Melbourne Cup preview um, was my first foray into uh, this sort of uh, oh media sort of street. Oh, okay. You want to see it back? I think it was 2015. Prince of Penzance, 2015, <laughs> and uh, I got a call from Juppy, and he said uh, Darren Potter's coming down from Sydney. He's moving to Melbourne, and uh, uh, the puff of the old punters show. And can we do a uh, Melbourne Cup preview? We grabbed uh, Lee Dalton, old Dalt's bet. Wow. He's kicked on a bit Dolts bit since uh, those days, uh, flying uh, Dolts bit up there in Sydney. Um, yeah, so that was it. And uh, we, pot- we potted the shit out of uh, <laughs> Prince of Penzance and Michelle on a course of one. Under so, one. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, here we are. So that was uh, six years ago. Mm. The star was born. And Nico Noonan back on track. What was the vibe like yesterday? Oh, it was great to be back, but uh, tough day. Um, it shot pretty straight, but somehow mm. it still managed. I, well, opponents I talked to didn't win on the day, so yeah. um, the market knew in a lot of the races, though, but it was great to be back on track. Um, the atmosphere was very good in some of those races, and uh, I think it'll be even better there on Tuesday. Um, real punters sort of day. It felt like a bull crowd. It was just the punters, mm. everyone there, they wanted to bet. There wasn't too many sort of layering up or doing anything like that. So, um, yeah, it was a good day out there, Derby Day. How were you going moving around? Were people stuck to under their umbrellas and stuck to their seats or were you sweet to nah, um, it was great. free roll? It was absolutely outstanding. It? I think it's it's probably one of the better experiences I've had on track. Great. Zone, the zone, 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 but you could go and if you were in your right zone, you could sort of move around pretty well. I was in the green zone, which is sort of, um, near the winning posts and the saintly sort of place and the mounting yard. So it was pretty free-flowing, tables everywhere. Um, yeah, too bad if you haven't got a ticket, but if you have, you've got something to look forward to the next few days because it was outstanding. Beauty. All right, so you're on track all day, so a uh, big win then. Well, uh, let's have a look at uh, a couple of replays. We might just uh, scoot through a couple here. The Empire Rose is what taken out by Colette here, and uh, they went a bit quick up uh, up front, and Ollie just weaved his way uh, through the field late. She uh, was strong. She had the form behind Incentivise. Same track and trip, a couple of starts back, off a setback, one well at Caulfield, and track profile was good for this for this mare, wasn't it? She's just gone back to the bigger track run on, Jobby. Yeah, well, she was a bit underdone last start, still won. This looked like the target race. You know, a bit of a sick watch for me on Mystic Journey at the, mm. uh, the all-in price, but that was kind of the theme of the day thereabouts, but not finding the winner, but... um. Too strong, Ollie. Ollie and J Mac just dominated the they entire did. guard. Ollie, the uh, those races and J Mac down the straight. Just uh, hot was he down the straight? But had uh, saved all the ground there. That was probably the difference. But yeah, the goat, the goat was in business yesterday. And I saw he got um, he got quite emotional. I've never. He's always pretty steely, the Oliver. And he's ridden a couple of horses of mine. He's very steely, very you know unflap, unflappable. And uh, when they went to interview him after the race, he sort of he sort of teared yeah. up a bit, which is. I think he was just glad to get a big win for Godolphin, and um, he, he just said, oh, jeez, I got a bit emotional about that. So, uh, mm. I'm a bit of a critic of uh, Damien on this show, but this is the time that you back him, and uh, I found him a couple of times, and at that sort of odd, odds range, I uh, I don't like to step into him at the shorts in the uh, the winter months, but uh, once you get those double-figure odds uh, on the big carnival days when there's big prize money and all the uh, stars are at the fore, that is the time to back D. Oliver, and he and uh, J-Mac did put on a show. Here's uh, the Derby uh, finish here with a Totsu Io. DK a bottle of rhubarb gin after this one and well I thought the uh, the ride of um, uh, Allegron was quite good he, he got he got bumped he got put into no man's land 
He made all the right moves, was, Preble. He gave was, a massive chance. It was a great run, wasn't he? He was just yeah. beaten by a better horse. Like, this was a freak, a Totsu. Mm. He's just, what, 16 out to 2,500. He's the strongest late. Look at him just power away from him. Like, well, I'll tell I never took me. I never took my eyes off him the whole race. Mm. And even though he was out in the Brasco, he was never going to get beat. Yeah. He was trucking and... Uh, I heard um, Mick Price said, John McNeil said they were all out there bashing into each other the whole race. Mm. And Johnny was just sort of back inside, but he was out of all that rubbish, yep. just sort of watching them and then saved the ground. And then he got that ripper turn of foot. And um, yeah, your horse ran terrific, but uh, he's a proper horse. And um, and, the, and the, uh, the models and things showed what they like about they didn't care about the 1600 to 2400. No. And I've learned, like, the, the rules have changed. I'm telling you, the rules have changed. Mm. Back. Back, you know, five, six years ago, I'd, I would have potted the shit out of it. I would have mm. put a bend through it. Mm. But times and things have changed. We saw on um, Friday night at Cranbourne that Liam Howley produced one there, first start at a mile and just told all his owners, just, just, just it's a moral, just keep backing it. You know, and, it was, and he, he's even ended in 1800 on Tuesday, backups on its, at its second start. Wow. Like it's just unheard of a yeah. like, But he's saying, mate, this has got a motor, this horse, this is a proper horse. So they know, and the Mars and Eustace, they would have known that that horse have the biggest, how good a motor it's got and how good a horse yep. it is. So it's just, you know, they just, um, t- t- the rules have changed. And, uh, yep. Well, you even see it, like, going back a few years ago, like, Surprise Baby going to Melbourne Cup. Like, he went 1,600 into a Bart Cummings and absolutely bolted in there. Like, mm. they're just changing the game, aren't they, these uh, staying camps? And, then, and, yeah, and the way they train them, and that's the European influence, I think, isn't mm. it? It's come out and they get them fit at home and... Um, they don't. They don't waste runs, and and you know, it's just they've just if a lot of them change there. Like Peter Moody, Mark Two, is a prime example. Mm. Like Peter Moody at Caulfield when he had two hundred horses, and a lot of them were speedy. He was a twelve hundred meter horse trainer. He rarely trained a big winner at distance range. Now he's down to down to packing them. His horses. It just it's just different. He's just training them different. You know, and this um, these horses are strong now. You know, it's just yeah, it's times to change. Coolmore stud, Nico, uh, you sent the alert out for home affairs. And, uh, yeah. wow, as soon as you sent the text message through, there must have been other players. Jelko uh, uh, would have had an absolute day out yesterday. Some of the big players. It was off the map. There was a couple of things that just went, just caved in off the yard. And the Coolmore stud here, the replay of home affairs, like this horse just absolutely uh, bolted the whole way. And then... It was interesting to find a couple of these uh, top jocks just keep hunting for the fence, and and J Mac even did it late too on uh, Minaj. There was nothing wrong with the fence, and this was just emphatic, wasn't it? It's an enormous win. Yeah, uh, first time I've ever seen him. He came into the yard. He's just like a rock star. This horse just parading around. Um, I sort of was him and Artorius. Artorius flew home late. I mm. think he probably should have ran second, but that was just an enormous win, wasn't it? J Mac over the line, saluting there like. I, he, he's running the Everest. It was very strange. Like, he ran the fastest four to the two in the entire race, but he was kind of going backwards and doing nothing. Like, maybe he just didn't perform that day and he was back to his best there because off, off that, like, it's it's hard to say he's probably not in some of our A-grade sort of um, That's as easy like as you win a group yeah. one, you know, mm-hmm. like a sprinting group one. Don't see him win much easier than that. Where to now for a Taurus? Well, I was going to ask him. Well, he's a notorious man. What you, I saw that someone pose that question. It might have been to Dean Lester or something like that. What, what, what is the ideal... Is he a run-on sprinter? Is he, you know, I, I, I think he likes speed on. Mm. So I'm thinking, a, you know, like a TJ, so a fast run, maybe a 14 or something. Because mm. he, I mean, if he had aged. The, yeah. So I, he's got to, he's got to get another win, doesn't he? You can't just go to start and win a blue diamond, and that's no. it. Like he's got to find another Group One to put on his CV. Do they back him up in a VRC Sprint Classic down the way? It's not 100 percent sure. Like that's maybe a conundrum, isn't over. it? Yeah. Like he was just in an awful spot there, but that was where he was going to be. You know, yeah. he just. Unless he could peel back and come around him, and, but it was never going to happen. Bossy just rode and 
I mean, I was a terrific. I mean, to see a horse do that, was he 1,600 back to 1,200? Right, he was like, going to need luck, but <laughs> I thought that was the best I'd seen him parade, sort of mentally, and his attitude go, was spot on. So I think he's he's what? really starting to get figure it out. That's a good sign for horse yeah. getting mm. deep into his prep. 12, 1,400, 1,600, I could see him win any distance group one. He's just a All star mile. Like, he, he's he's yeah. a very, very talented horse. Mm. Very talented horse. He just, he's just a bit slower. He's, he's a get back run on. He's like a, not so mask crusader, but similar lines, you know. Mm. Doesn't have the early speed. Uh, the Cantala was a, uh, a really nice uh, finale from Oliver here. He sort of oh, this, he this, copped a little bit of a check late, and he just kept surging this horse. And this was a race. This was a race. These mm. two up the front. This was a proper race. And how good it got a great Mr. finish. Brightside went enormous too. Oh, they all did. Like mm. so, they put the speed on. They've all so everything. All those run on horses. They're all can run to their best here. And it was just you know it was a, it was an absolute game of millimeters in the finish. Like They're, where do you look here? Where do you Who's look? Who's the winner? They're all running. Look at Just Folk. It's mm. run super. Ice bath charging was heavily tried mm. late. Was a big go. Mr. Brightside just kept trying. Jay Mack on cascading, and there's the goat poking through at the death on the strong horse. He uh, it just shifted out on him, Just Folk. So the balance from Oliver, when you look at the steward's vision, was enormous. And uh, you could find Superstorm if you went back through the very elegant Turnbull form uh, and then back to Flemington. You knew it was going to be strong at the end, so he probably should have won the race by a little bit further. That was such a good finish. And Matt Hill was was great. And I heard Danny O'Brien say uh, because he loves Flemington so much, they're going to have a good think about the McKinnon, Mm. backing him up seven days into McKinnon on Saturday. So he'd be – yeah, why wouldn't you? Yep, so um, why not? He'd end on that horse, I reckon. The the harder you work, you reckon the better. Seven-day backup in the McKinnon sounds good to me for them, for him. The, uh, well, they're taking on Zaki. Hey? Taking on Zaki. Yeah, yeah. Well, Zaki, still got to be some question Should marks over him. Big time, big time. All right, let's have a look at uh, Rose Hill. The market really came for Apache uh, Chase and I'm Thunderstruck, so good read from uh, Jason as a party pre-show. He had to sort of get get uh, motoring. It was a probably sort of up and on sort of day at uh, Rose Hill and he just starts to come out here and uh, in the office, Mark and I were uh, pretty confident at this stage he'd he'd really in. But gee, count to rupees an honest horse, isn't is he? Is he what? Yeah. No, you'd love to. Yeah, you should have heard the punters roar this home at no. Flemington. He was <laughs> off the canvas and then he's back and he's charging home here. I was sort of watching it on one of the TVs there and I think everyone standing there backed him. They absolutely roared at home. It was absolute scenes there on course. But again, like he bumps him out of the way, he's still... Fast home, charges yeah. home late. He must think that's not as Mick Price he, must, he just thinks it's normal having to crash his way out and, and run on because that's what he's had to do his last three starts. Such a good horse, mm-hmm. isn't he? Um, and and how, how good to bring home the uh, the the, uh, the bulk of the uh, seven and a half million Volandis cash. Oh, best. Bring down to Mexico. <laughs> Let's bring it down. He's, I think Mick Price is pretty happy with that. Outstanding. It was uh, it was amazing to see how the market sort of shifted around. It was uh, it was fascinating betting all day, and the bookies uh, they would have had an absolute nightmare. They'd be licking well, their wounds. That they... was probably one where that like second half of the yeah. he was a complete moral in hindsight. Like he's bumped him out of the yeah. way, and he's still got there, and Barge. he's still gone around four dollars. Like there was mm. a few well tried though. Like it's big. There's big. You know, he's he was very hard in the market compared to Flemington, where there was a few like Fangirl was mm. off the map mm. in the first race. Like yeah. the longer they they had like, the market yeah. open, Menage, they just sort of kept absolutely. I only stopped back in Hototsu when they jumped. Yep, he was crashed in the betting as well. So um, we pre- we maybe that's a sign for the next we, sort of few days. We all press Menage in here. As soon as you gave the alert through that September run was crabby because a lot of people yeah. fell into her thinking that she was going to improve back to Flemington and forgive the way she wobbled around Caulfield. But as soon as you said that uh, she crapped, like she looked awful in the yard, we just pre- we just turned the screws. 
And well, uh, there's, the it. I mean, there's your formula to win the rest of the week. Is uh, J Mac hard in the market down the straight the next three three days? Mm. That's where your starting point. You want to nature strip. Find the, oh yeah, nature strip. Yeah, <laughs> that might I see, be the get out. Buttons. I see there's, he's on a Sydney filly down there on. I only had a look on Tuesdays. One of those Sydney fillies, good Sydney fillies. So um, yeah, J Mac down the straight, hard in the market. That's the recipe. And uh, make sure you check out puntingform.com.au. That is the form guide that we all use. DK loves it in the post race, so you can uh, confirm what your eyes see. And Nico uh, swears by it. And uh, it's been a game changer for me. So $2.97 a month for the pro pack. And uh, take your betting to the next level. But if not, you can uh, just tune into Nico's Mounting Yard Mail if you just like to play on the Wednesday, Saturdays. And uh, Nico stuff, uh, $22 for the week, four meetings. You get all of uh, the big Flemington Day. So make sure uh, you head to the Little Birdie Shop and check that out. It's going to be a big show today. We're just going to go straight through, no breaks. Uh, mouth guarding and just keep on betting. Just keep to, keep on be- oh, burying your bookmaker. They're, they're on the back foot, so you might as well just stick it into them this week. Mugs, uh, Melbourne Cup tip and exotic plays will be on the show. Top Sports Steamers, Hitotsu, they found uh, the early money. It was 2000 bucks at well, two thousand and eight dollars for Hitotsu. So that was a smart bet, and uh, they were all over a couple of the big movers. Uh, I think Amaralina was another bet, uh, and there was uh, Mister Brightside was he another was one. Ellsberg. So Ellsberg was off the map, yeah, wasn't it? Was, this was, was five bucks. Sustained backing. Yeah. But uh, let's have a look at uh, Tuesday. We'll uh, preview a couple of races, and then we'll get stuck into the cup runner by runner. Race five is the first one here, Nico. It's. Uh, it's a good little 1,400-metre race, this one. Odds courtesy Tosport on the screen now, and uh, Frankie Pino is the $3.60 favourite. Blondo has been back 440 into $3.90. Lakeen, $7. Pindarek over from Adelaide, $8. Ocean Beyond, $12. Crestani, $13. Nick Ryan's got Regards Marine and Fender, $16. They're the main chances, but uh, we're going to have a look at uh, the replay of Blondo. You may want to replay this one a couple of times because this is a car crash. Aims the eventual winner. Yeah, well, he's like last on the fence here, Blondo. He probably gets the, you know, the, the race sort of opens up for him a bit there. He's a little bit held up, but... This form stacked up. Like, Counter Rupee come out and run second um, in the big race yesterday behind uh, I'm Thunderstruck. This was absolutely flying, this preparation. I think he's probably better on wetter tracks, but this was a good three and he ran really well on this $500,000 race. He comes back here to well, pretty much an open class sort of mm. event. Um, Frankie Pino's coming through. Yes, what about Miles? What about Miles? Frankie, he, he's, he's going good, Frankie. He's going good. But he might end up in the break. He'll have to go back to last year, won't he? Exactly. So he's going to have to spot him a head start. We got the, we got the right man on for the job here. J Mac, Chris Wallace, absolutely flying. This horse is airborne. I think he brings in the better form, that sort of Sydney form. Like Frankie Pino's racing very well. Oh, no, he's a line finder, he's Frankie. A, I said that when six months ago, Scooty, didn't I? A few people did, messaged me when he's running. Yep, you tipped him up and it was $10. <laughs> he came out and won at Adelaide. Yeah, no, he's coming cool, but he, I, yeah, I did see Drew the White here and we'll have to go back. You have to go back. McAvoy's a bit, Kieran McAvoy's a bit out of form. So J Max, red hot, Waller's flying. I think this horse gets a pretty good run. Um, definitely backing him at sort of four dollars. Holby might be the horse, big odds that you could maybe have something on. Probably pushes forward here, gets Johnny. Um, he might be one that you could sort of have something on. But I think Bondo is pretty hard to beat there. Um, probably two horse race between him and Frankie Pino. He should have the map advantage. Always promise a lot as a two-year-old Bondo, and uh, it's finally good to see that he's uh, putting some form together. And uh, I think uh, that's a pretty solid play. Market's already with it. 440 into 390 at Top Sports, so uh, popular combination there. So I'm tipping it'll stay very firm in the market. All right, let's have a look at uh, race six, the Schweppervescence plate. Good little uh, mixer for your rhubarb gin, DK. Profiteer is the uh, favourite here, 270 into $2.40. Anthar, uh, back from a spell, $3. Super Thief, $10. Direct. 
wrecked thirteen dollars. Keep reading thirteen. Uh, Bacchanalia sixteen dollars. Ashima nineteen and uh, twenty dollars for the undefeated Tadweir. And uh, better the rest. Let's uh, have a quick squeeze at one of the Godolphin runners here. Oliver is uh, back in business, and this is its last start uh, win. You got King of Sparta wins a race, but here's um, Bacchanalia in the white hat Godolphin colours, just getting. Uh, uh, closed in there, and King of Sparta comes out with clear running and uh, puts it away. Oh, not not he, bad form lines here for he, a uh, a benchmark race. Exactly, he should have run a clear second. Mm. Um, looking at this sort of replay, and then I think the big thing to take out of this, I'm pretty sure he's been gelded since that run, and he's As, had a trial since at Hawkesbury, which was absolutely outstanding. Where he got back and just charged the line there. You got Ollie Godolphin. I know they haven't been using the straight like I thought they would. They've been sort of back to the fence, but if they do look to find the wider lanes. He's probably going to be in the right ones from barrier number 11. Um, I think this horse has really improved. Uh, King of Sparta, he had form around Pulele, so it's easily tie-inable mm. to your profiteers and enthars of the world who, you know, at their best are smart horses, but all their form's at two. Now they've got to come mm. back and do it at three. This looks like a horse who always looked like he was going to sort of progress on as a as a three-year-old. Um, he did start $5 in a Blue Diamond preview, so behind Extreme Warrior and Co. So his form's easily tie-inable to those sort of horses. You got Ollie. Yeah, like I said, the trial was outstanding, so I thought $16. Uh, I thought he's a very easy each-way bet. Now, I think Here's the trial. You could really. Yeah. Where is he? Where is all he? blue. All blue starting to uh, hook, hook out there. around. Which one? Oh, the, out the widest the in widest, the All yeah. blue. He hits a line uh, under a pretty good hold here. Just watch him charge the line. He hasn't got the winkers on there either. Just absolutely he hasn't, he hasn't got the gear on the air the other day. So he looks like he might be a different horse being gelded, mate. Mm. Just look at him hit the line. Like, he's been trucking. asked for no effort at all. Absolutely trucking underneath the rider. Like, $17 is a great play, I reckon, in this race. <laughs> uh, this horse I'm keen to bet up on, to be honest. DK Super Thief. Bit of money for it, I see. It's just gone 11 into 950. Yeah, I, um, I, uh, I, he beat nothing at Swan Hill, and he was green as grass, and I thought he might have been vulnerable at the short at sale. Uh, he got away with it, but and then he, someone asked me about him at Mooney Valley, and I said, no, 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 not against Marine One and that, and then he ended up getting scratched at the gates mm. or something, didn't he? Yeah. So, oh, I don't know about these green that horse, and um, I'm no, I, 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 I'm not sold on him. So, mm. yeah. I think Profiteer deserves to be favourite, definitely two forty back to thousand metres gets J Mac. He's got a few ticks there. I'd be happy to be against Enthar. I think you can layer at three dollars. Uh, hasn't jumped out that well for a sort of speedy horse. We haven't seen her since the Blue Diamond. She's been dominated and entered to run in races all spring. She, she was set for the Moya and didn't get there and then sort of a few races at Caulfield didn't get there. Mm. So she's had a fair few setbacks. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever see the best of her again, so I'd be happy to step in and lay her at sort of $3. Mm. I think it's, uh, it's a great each-way play here. It's $17 and three, uh, seven in the place. I'd be, it's a free uh, hit, isn't it? Oh, it is a free hit. And, uh, and the gelding's just a, a, it, another big tick. It could be a different horse gelded. Like, mm. Could improve a heap. And so uh, he's, he saw the trial, so he, he, he's back. He's on, on top of his game. So Oliver's uh, got his confidence up. Very so important be, gear change, the gelding. Race six, mm. but I'd, I'd go very well. the cup. Well. Race seven. Yeah, <laughs> now if you've got it. If you're right, I've got a couple of scooters. You want it for the, the couple from the bush you want me to mention? Yeah, we'll go on then, DK. We're still trying to make money. Yeah, yeah. There is that three-year-old... 1800, which piqued my interest, mm -hmm. race nine. Yep. Um, there is a very nice horse coming through the bush into that race called uh, Owenology. Um, Matt Williams, Beatrix Williams. $12. Um, yeah, he's a, he, this is a very, very nice horse. He's a dead set line finder. He, um, I, love, I love him getting to Flemington to a big track. He went to Bendigo the other day and just toweled him. Uh, I'd say so up, up to 1800, I, I think 
he'll run terrific race. That the other that and the other horse in that race that interest was there's that station one who's going there on the backup from winning Friday night on debut. Lean, lean, so lean. he said that he's been sixty one into nine or something, sixty one into ten. So he said, look, he's obviously told the owners who backed it off the map Friday night. I'm gonna if it wins shits in, I'm gonna back it back it up. So have something on it there too. So, uh, so, but, but Oneology sort of got the platform and stuff I like there, so I think it'll run really well. That's against Spirit of Gaylord, who yeah. ran fifth. Real I reckon, I reckon it is a better horse. This is a better, better horse than Spirit of Gaylord. Which one? Oneology. There's Going forward, he'll be a better horse. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, Spirit of Gaylord won a really slowly run Bendigo mm. Maiden and then went to that race the other day. He's had a funny platform kicking off at 1500 and then going to. This horse won a prop. That was a. That was, he rated really well. This, this, it's made in a similar distance. So I reckon it'll, this will end up being a better horse. Um, but I'm no oracle, and honestly, it's a lot shorter in the market, Spirit of Gala. Um, in race four, I think called Groovy, Kind of Love, and Mick Kent Mare went like a dead set Learjet at Ballarat the other day. Um, Mare in form. I know she's stepping up in grade here, but uh, whew, I don't know if you've seen that, Nico, but she went like a dead set rocket. Yep. So um, <coughs> Mare's in form. D-Lane. Um, D-Lane, yeah, because so if she can hold that or or um, even improve off it a little bit, but uh, shoo, she, she went good. So um, Dropped 61 kilos to 54 yeah, well, off she, that last run. I love that. Yeah, well, because yeah, she's, she's up in yeah, the Yeah, but a big weight drop. I and Mare in form, like, you should have seen it. Like, mm. she just towelled them and she ran really good figures. So um, there are a couple coming through Bush off good wins that I thought the punters could follow at decent odds on the day, mate. Anything to add there, Nico? Or? No, nothing right there. I think DK's on the money, so uh, back him in. All right, beautiful. It's time to uh, preview the Lexus Melbourne Cup. We'll just go runner by runner, and we'll uh, we'll do a replay of all the uh, the key chances. But we'll only watch the replay once, save uh, having watching the same races over and over again. And uh, the first runner's already been back. Number one is Twilight Payment from the Joseph O'Brien Yard. Jai McNeil on board, uh, thirteen into nine fifty, and we're going to have a look at its last uh, four hundred here uh, of the Saint. Uh, uh, Ledger at the uh, at the Curra. He carried 62 kilos. He's there in the uh, the white winkers whacking away. There was a tearaway leader that's f- fading back on the fence with the uh, the white blaze, and he did a really good job. He had to bring the uh, bring the field up to that tearaway leader, and he's uh, he's stuck on solidly. You know what you're going to get with this horse, mm. don't you? He's going to give 110 percent. Whether he can win the cup, sort of on this second or well, third try now, um, up in the weights, 58 kilos as a nine year old. Um, it's a bit unheard of, isn't it? But the horse is going well. I sort of couldn't get him to nine dollars, just given the weight he's got to carry, and a, and a few of the key rivals he's going to have to give away weight too. But um, if you're someone that wants to back him, you, like I said, you know what you're going to get. He's going to give 110. percent He's he's got a good run here from barrier number two. He's probably going to be maybe Jive and leads on him like last year, mm-hmm. or he's sort of box seat or something like that, and he's. He's probably an exotic player if you're looking to play that way, for sure. Well, so a top sport of betting to win 100000 and I'm tipping they laid it because they turned it off mm. last night. Like, there's still double figures out there in other joints, but they've laid it. So I was t- tipping they've laid it to win 100 k It's big, one, of the big big bet, bet. one of the big bets they've laid it could have been. Yeah. Look, he's, yeah, look, but the 58, it's a nice horse to put in first, I would have thought. The horse with 58 kilos, um, he's going to have to use him up a bit to hold, hold early from gate two. He had gate 12 and could roll across last year. Um, look, but he, geez, he, put, he had the foot down and ran him into the ground last year. It was a strong cup, obviously, with more internationals. But mm. um, but uh, I'm around the internationals, I think, this year. So um, I think uh, yeah, I'm uh, with the 58. He has a task. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd think he'd be a place chance for your exotics. Uh, but I'm not sure he can uh, beat this horse home. Number two here, incentivise. I like the, uh, the young... Lightly raced progressive horse, the five-year-old taking on the uh, the nine-year-old there. Incentivised, barrier 16, 
P. Moody takes over from uh, Steve Trigay. Brett Preble, 2.45 into 2.40 at uh, Top Sport. And this horse just made all in the Caulfield Cup. You won't see a better or more emphatic Caulfield Cup winner. We'll see him uh, scoot home here. And wow, it's just, he just put him to the sword. They said two things to me. I mean, he was his. Going to be better at Flemington, back to Flemington, because he just he just was a bit uh, bit one paced and getting around that Caulfield turn and um, how strong he was. He got stronger, so mm. I mean the query is he on him at the the supposed query on him at thirty two hundred, but all he did was get stronger here and Preble said he couldn't pull him up. Mm. So if that doesn't tell you he's going to run thirty two hundred, look he's he looks he looks the horse of a you know the, he's one out of the box to me. You know, they don't come along very often horses like this, so. Um, Yep, he's the he's the, uh, he's the he's the benchmark here, Nico. You see, a, uh, the Hotham's usually a good guy. The horses that run good in the Hotham or the Saab or the uh, the, the the race won by Great House. You see, Great House five and a half lengths back on it's the nice. fence, uh, and at the weights, there's there's not much difference there. And you just wonder how he can turn it around. I suppose he didn't win a vintage Caulfield Cup. If mm. you're going to be a knocker, like he beat Nonconformist Percy, and I think Nonconformist come to into his own this spring, but. Um, yeah, it's it, he's pretty hard to knock, isn't he? I suppose the knock is the big way. He's got to carry fifty seven. Yeah. You know, there's a few smart, lightly raced horses right down the bottom of the weights. Trailer Rose, Grand Promenade, Floating Artist, having to give them weight. But gee, like he's he's very hard to pot. Like you said, Preble said he couldn't pull him up. Like I think he'll eat up thirty two hundred meters. That <laughs> that's always looked like it was going to be his go, didn't it? He won those early spring sort of features, and we thought, you know, he's going to be vulnerable at these shorter trips, and this was going to be his go, twenty four hundred meter plus. So. Look, uh, he's run a very similar figure last start to what he did in the Tats Cup, where he won by 12 links on punting form. No, he's he's got to be top pick. Do you want to back him at 230? You may get better. It may sort of happen like interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a big in the yeah. Caulfield Cup. He sort of got out to three dollars at some stages in betting, and then came right back in. Maybe they mm, same similar. play here. Mm-hmm. Once the syndicates and that really get involved, that last 15. Maybe you want to back him sort of an hour before the race. That's maybe when you might get your best price. Mm, we've put an early poll out on Twitter, and eighteen uh, percent think he's going to start two twenty-five or less. Twenty-nine percent two thirty to two fifty-five, two sixty to two ninety-five, thirty percent, and twenty-one percent think he'll uh, hit three dollars. I'd just be unheard su- of. Isn't I'd be surprised if he short. Hit, if he hits mm. three dollars. I don't think you. I think the big boys will step in and want to crunch this horse. The picket fence is just too strong. For uh, for me, but uh, like you go back, like what? So you think he started pretty short in the Melbourne Cup a few years ago, and he's an absolute champion. And I thought, think he started like four bucks or something like that. Two forty in a Melbourne Cup, it's it's very rarely seen. Um, but he just could be a star. This horse, I'd be, yeah, be surprised if he got beat to me. Out of the Cox Plate and uh, looking at a horse like Incentivise, I think we've finally put to bed that uh, Australians can't breed stay as we've had Star Spangled Batter uh, produce uh, State of Rest and now you've got Seamus Award, the uh, the sire of Incentivise. So mm-hmm. the tide has turned. That's we so. can do it all. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be hard to beat. All right, Spanish Mission. Uh, let's uh, From the Andrew Boarding Yard, he's uh, had some swelling in his leg under a bit of a veterinary cloud. We've got Craig Williams on board. He's... Uh, one great rider a couple of years ago. He uh, he steered one of Danny O'Brien's to uh, victory in one of the best rides that you'll see in a Melbourne Cup. He is a Spanish Mission second in a Group Two Lonsdale Cup. And um, what what do we know about this horse? Well, this is Stradivarius to his inside, who's probably been the world's best stayer the last few years. Whether that horse is at his absolute best now. Um, not 100% sure, but it doesn't look like he is. Spanish Mission ran really well here. He's got some world-class form, this horse. Like, uh, form around Santiago sort of ties in through Tiger Moth last year, if you really want to go back that far. He ran really well in the Ascot Gold Cup. 
Uh, this has been a good lead up for this race, the Lonsdale Cup. That was 3,200 meters. Um, he's had multiple runs sort of over this trip and ran very well. I suppose the knock would be the inflammation that he's had. Um, it doesn't sound too bad. I wouldn't have thought of sort of my dealings in uh, the racing game. I didn't sound like it was anything structural or something like that. It more sounds like an infection. So um, if they can hit that on the head and sort of, you know, antibiotics and those kind of things, which they probably should be able to given it was found Thursday, Friday. Yeah, he's got the tick of approval now. So. Mm, and it's hard to get past the RV vets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Mm. Yeah. Had to mm. three of them. This, so this when do they do that? Well, you look at it first and I'll go over and look at it, then I'll go over and look at it, yeah. then they confer or then they all come up with their own individual and check notes. It'll be interesting what the what the, what the method is. Mm. I took uh, an early price about this horse, but uh, oh, I'm losing confidence by the day that he can get past incentivised. I think the he's, time, he's the, the real stayer, isn't he, this horse? He'll he, just keep grinding away. He's gonna, Yeah, he's going to be there about. It's top three. He'll want a fast run cup. Mm. Um, the trainer has sort of travelled horses out here before. Uh, so he had side glance come over a fair few years ago and run well, so um, he knows what he's doing there. And he's had uh, Tony Noonan, I think, looking after the operation down mm. there at Werribee, and he's, he's travelled horses overseas as well and um, knows what he's looking at there. Willow aboard. Look, I kind of couldn't get him $9. So I thought he just might lack a bit of the zip you really need to win a Melbourne Cup this year, but he's in, he's in the game. He'll probably be exotic player again. Mm, I think he's got uh, a 121 time form rating versus uh, incentivized with uh, a 129, which is uh, off the scale. Yeah, I think chart. when Cross Counter came out, he had like a 124 from memory time form. So, um, yeah, where, where he sort of sits in in that sort of uh, in those sort of ratings and where he gets to here is going to be interesting. But off his form, he's definitely in the race for sure. Very elegant. It's the uh, the next one here, uh, J Mac and Chris Waller. Uh, nice performance in the Cox Plate. Just couldn't get past uh, the other two stars. We'll see her uh, hit the line. She was she had to work pretty hard from. Uh, She's probably had the worst outright. run. Exactly. Like she had to cover the most ground. Come round them. Both the other two have sort of cut the corner on her, and they've just been too strong for her late. She did start three dollars sixty favourite in the Cox Plate, and it's been a. You go back historically, it's a good lead up for the Melbourne Cup. Um, this race for your Ontario runner place in the Cox Plate, come out and won a Melbourne oh, Cup. I, lo- I love, always loved it. Always have loved the Cox Plate as a lead up to the Melbourne Cup. Um, I reckon it's a great, great form reference. Sad, um, s- sadly for these guys, there's 10 to 25 mil forecast on Wednesday. Yeah. They wanted it. They she wanted it Tuesday. She wanted some rain. And I'm, I'm, my other concern is I think if there were more internationals and things like that, he wouldn't have run. Mm. He's only running it because, you know, I mean, she's got 57. It's very, very hard for a mare to win 57. Mm. I think one, one in history has only ever done it. Um, so I think if, if it had been a vintage cup field and more energy, they wouldn't have run, but I think they're running because it does hollow out a bit. Um, look, she's a, she's a star mare. I love the Cox Plate as a lead-up, but, um, yeah, I'd, she'd want some rain. And she, it was a, she, she didn't have the best of luck last year. She got back where they sort of um, – she, she was back in the ruck last year and got hampered there at the 500 trying to make her run. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just – the 57, again, up in the weights is uh, – and, um, yeah, she's that – and prefer rain so uh, she's out of- i think her class is going to take her a long way here like there's not that many class horses in this mm. race and that's what she she's an absolute class horse yes it's an ass to carry 57 as a mare to win a cup but she's probably a good mare we've seen in these staying races yeah. mm. recently um probably since sort of Maccabi diva so i think running the cup last year is what you got to go off like fast run race she's as strong as anything late she's uh what the second fastest last 400, third fastest last 200. There's no doubt she stays the trip. She was mm. just too far out of that race yeah. to win it. And he did. When he, well, I just watched it again this morning when Zara went to make that run. He had that horse outside him and might have cost him a length or two. 
You yep. know, and it was just on pace dominated from twilight payment. It was a big run. Yeah, early in this uh, horse's preparation, its first two starts back, uh, when it was running around in Moonga and those sort of horses, I thought it was looking for a, you know a Melbourne Cup trip at that stage. I didn't really like her in the Cox Plate. She overperformed from from my expectation, and I think she's a um, a genuine knockout. If the favourite fails, I will not be surprised whatsoever if Very Elegant wins this race. So yeah, uh, she had the I, she had I, the SP I, over him in that uh, in the Turnbull too, didn't she? Yeah, well she's yeah. two ten. I think she's a massive chance. I think uh, she's one of the the better chances to uh, upset the favourite for sure. And she carried fifty five and a half last year, so I know she's probably just a bit poorly off this year. But look at that race; she's sixteenth at the four hundred meter mark, mm. flies home to run seventh, like. Yeah, I think she's a she's right in the game, um, definitely. Bookies have had it, their foot on her uh, right throughout uh, futures betting, so uh, I'd be respecting her. Explosive Jack is the next one here. Uh, Kira Marge on Allen, $41. This horse uh, sort of took all before him uh, in his you know three-year-old career, won a couple of derbies. Derby Jack. Yeah, and he, st- he got beaten by nine lengths behind incentivised. We've already seen that replay. I, was, I thought he'd announce himself as a Melbourne Cup uh, contender in the Caulfield Cup, but uh, it wasn't to be. I'm just wondering if it was something at Caulfield. Like he, he was tracking really well through the Turnbull. His mm. late, late splits in the Turnbull were good. Um, look, I'm thinking if there's one horse that can bounce back, there's a lot of horses coming off average runs in that, Cox, that Caulfield Cup. Yep. I'm thinking if there's one who can bounce back, this is it. it's him. Um, Flemington, Johnny Allen Sticks. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm right just, camp. Yeah, right camp. Um, so I'm, I, And he was only 20 to 1 or something in that Caulfield Cup, and that was going to be a clean-up anyway for this. So I'm thinking if there's one horse, we you know they always say forgive him off a bad one. Yep. Um, I'm thinking he's the one who can who, who can possibly bounce back because mm, his runs prior, like he was great in the Maccabi Diva. He oh. wasn't far off Colette in that race over a mile. Yep. He's the fastest last 200 meters in the mm. term. That's right. That's right. I didn't track him beautifully. Oh yeah, like he I, he goes know. to the Caulfield Cup. He's disappointing, but they they kind of said he it was just so out of character. Like he barely he's barely run a bad, bad race. race in his life. That's right. Like, yeah. So I think he's more a 20. I had him second in the numbers there in the Caulfield Cup. I thought he paraded outstanding, and I was yeah. sort of very disappointed with his effort. So I, I probably got to stick fat with him. I'm playing a trifecta in the race, probably the race he's, to do it. And he's, yeah, he's, he's got to go in. Yep. He's in it. Yeah, I've already taken uh, big odds this horse. I, um, I, I backed him before the Caulfield Cup thinking it was going to be single figures. Um, so, yeah, I probably have to forgive, and I couldn't uh, steer anyone uh, He's, he's the best ruffie, isn't he? $41. Like, best blowout chance. Get those odds, yeah. yeah. He should be, mm. be, he probably he be similar price to what he was in the Caulfield Cup. He should be 20 to 1 should or something. should be 21, yeah. Okay. Okay, the chosen one is the next runner here, D-Lane Sticks. Uh, 61 into 51 at Top Sport. Uh, shifty uh, Murray Baker. I absolutely love this trainer. Love this combo. Let's have a look at uh, him uh, hitting the line in the Melbourne Cup. He. How is this camera, this camera angle? I just yeah. was watching this this morning. How did this happen? That we can only see the bloody for oh, 100 metres of the race, we can only see the leader. And there he is in the pink cap with the yellow sleeves, just sort of whacking away. So if you think this is an okay form reference or if well, it's a, a weaker race this year, there's Prince of Iran boxing on. There's very elegant popping into screen uh, right out wide. Persan up up along the fence. Yeah. So, look, he, he, he had barrier five. He's got barrier five again. Mm. Um, but he did run well. He ran what he ran third in the Caulfield Cup leading up to that. And this year he's, he's gone ordinary in the Caulfield Cup. But could be another forgive out of the Caulfield okay. Cup. Well, that's right. So he's lined up. But as I said, of, of, the, of the ones who I think will bounce back, Explosive Jack's more likely than he is. Mm. Nico? Yeah, tough horse. Like at his absolute best, like he's run fourth there last year and a place in the Caulfield Cup last year where you, you're kicking up for a horse like very elegant. You've got to say off that last year's form, he's probably right in the race. He, he has been beaten 12 lengths so in the Caulfield Cup this year. His run in the Herbert Power was good. Um, 
maybe just like dry tracks this time in his sort of life. Maybe that Caulfield Cup soft six was a lot wetter than that by a few horses, maybe didn't go. Mm. Uh, he's a horse that will attract some love. Um, there's punters out there that absolutely back this horse every start, probably like Scoot. But um, If you like apples to apples, if you like apples to apples, you can't deny what he did last year in that race. Yeah. He ran, ran good. Mm. He's one of mine, but I think he'll uh, be just short. I couldn't yeah. have him I as a winning chance. Like he's running the Sydney, he ran uh, six in the Sydney Cup behind Salino, mm. who's a million to one here. Like, Maybe that was his peak run last year and he's on the way down. Number seven is Delphi from uh, the Anthony Freeman Yard. Ollie's on here. 650 was his uh, starting price in the Caulfield Cup. $34. 41 into thirty uh, $34 here. Another one maybe to forgive off the Caulfield track, but uh, this is a horse that I can't see beating incentivise. I can't see him running 3,200 mm. the way he over races and stuff. And yeah. I, do, I think the horse actually lacks strength. Good read. Good call. So um, I, didn't, I thought he was. I thought incentivise had him. I didn't. I know the SP says they're closer, but I didn't like him at all against Incentivise. Um, just over his over racing and things like that. And he just, I know he, Ollie had to go early on him in the race, the other race, that race, qualifying race at Caulfield, but he looked a bit empty on the line there. So, um, yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, I, I just think he races too keen for me. Mm. Yeah, he has one over 2,800 overseas, sort of going back to August of last year. So, um, that was in an eight-horse field, though, so it's just a completely different mm. tempo and pressure, isn't it? Like, if your horse is going to over-race, you're probably going to do it in a much bigger field. I mean, drawn three, sort of got to yeah. kick up and hold a spot, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's, mm. yeah, like you said, he's, they're probably going to have to use him up. Um, look, there's, there's going to be people that make a fair case for him off that SP and yeah, just winning yeah. the Habit Power, yep. which was dominant, but uh, he's, he was a horse I was happy to risk at 32. Yeah, yep. I was with DK. Yeah, I'm going to uh, leave him out of my multiples also. Ocean Billy is the next one. Big price this runner, uh, 151 into 91. D. Thornton, C. Waller. It just ran along uh, behind them in the uh, the Caulfield Cup. Kiwi horse. He's uh, he's a no from me. Probably 3200 as a well, team. He won the Auckland Cup yeah. at 3200. But uh, and look, that would have been a clean up the other day. But I can't. You know, off those these ones coming off the massive SPs in the Caulfield Cup, I just can't have any of them. Um, he, he was 150 to one there against Incentivise and. Um, I know this is more of a target race for him, but um, no, I can't have him. I think he's a top 10 player if you're looking at those sort of markets. He's going to be big odds in that market as well. Like He was pretty strong late there in the Caulfield Cup. He did get a long way back. Um, looking at the the sectionals home in that race, he was what the oh, they ate fastest last 200, so it was probably just what he was doing late. But 3,200 is going to be his goal. I wouldn't be shocked if this horse top 10, yeah, the top yeah, 10. It's yeah, that thin, he, this race, and he'll actually stay. He's proven at mm. the two-mile, yeah. Right, right, sort of camp. Waller, uh, Waller's got uh, so many runners. He'd be interested to see uh, what he does tactically. Chris Waller. Now uh, the race sets up for that stable. Salino, the nine, is from the Waller Yard. Rock and Ronnie Stewart, Barrett, twenty-four here, a uh, hundred and one dollars out from sixty-one. Another one that ran down the uh, line in the Caulfield Cup. Another one proven at the two mile. He won the uh, Sydney Cup, mm. but that was his race. He was two hundred to one in the Caulfield Cup. Looks out class, and I, uh, I'll can't, be I can't have him off those big SPs. Taking on, yeah, he'll stay all day, but that's that's his only advantage, isn't it? Okay, uh, Johnny, uh, get angry. Number ten here for Dennis Pagan, Lockie King, eighty-one dollars. Uh, let's have a look at the uh, Geelong Cup. This is the first runner uh, probably beaten in Geelong Cup. He's sort of getting uh, scrubbed along out the back in the yeah, polka dots and red hat. Screen. Mm, it's uh, it's a head scratcher. This one, good for the owners and connections, I guess, to have a runner. But I think he's just traffic. You see, Charlie Rose um, just outstays um, Doctor Drill here, and I think the thing I liked about Charlie Rose here is if uh, you keep uh, adding um, another eight hundred meters, I think she just keeps going further and further away from the uh, entire field. But uh, yeah, well, Johnny, get angry. Johnny, yeah, well, it's I mean it's been talked about 
he got Ollie to ride it in work. He's changed the gear around. Ollie said you'd be mad not to run the horse. Felt good in the track work. So whether it's had some issues or something, I don't know. But you can't. He's, I mean, Pagan said oh, I've had a dream to run a horse in the Melbourne Cup, and sounds like it is. But he'd know taking unfit players into grand finals. <laughs> you know what happens if if they're not. You know you want to it's be a, fine. It's a narrative story, isn't it? Yeah. Like Pagan and yeah. Lockie King, and good luck to the owners and connections. But this is. Yep. This is an embarrassment to our race, like how this horse gets in. He's been beaten 30 lengths and 19 lengths his last two runs. Like, he's completely out of form. He's won one race at Victoria Derby where he was, you know, hit the shot, probably should have beat him. Um, and he hasn't shown anything else in his form outside of that. Like, him and Knight's order getting to the field, uh, I can see why, the you know, the overseas people pot our big race because they are an embarrassment to this race this year. Like, mm. Mankayan should have, like, if if they're serious about this Melbourne Cup this year, Mankayan should be in the race, running second at Great House, and they should have kicked these two mm. out. Mm. Yeah. Like, how are they even in? Like, yeah. wouldn't it have, I think the VRC derby needs to be reviewed off a horse I mean, like people this, say, oh, getting it's, straight it's in. It's my dream, and the owners just want to have a Melbourne Cup run. I mean, how, it's gonna get, how can it be in thrall in good to have something that's 300 to 1 and going to get beaten 15 links? Mm. Or when it happens, and you say, oh, that, that was a good one. What if this horse is good. one that breaks down as well? You know? Like, mm. and, then it's been, and then they come out and say, oh, it's been beaten 30 and 20 yeah. links its last two starts. Like, I think Bjorn Baker did the right thing with Fun Fact. Uh, it was qualified for the race and didn't pay up. And Knight's Order's another one here. It's, they should uh, just kick him out. Like, mm. seriously. Well, Knight's Order. I mean, heck, yeah. That's right. Yeah, just, he won a Brisbane Cup. Like, how's that even well, a well, It's a six-horse field. They, that's how these horses qualify, though. They're just, that's the qualifying rules. Mm. So, I mean, he, he was he was average on Saturday. Mm, beaten six uh, Knight's Order Saturday in uh, nine lengths in Geelong Cup. It's uh, hard to see it turning around. Number 11, Daniel Stackhouse, Gay Waterhouse, uh, 101 there. Stackhouse. So oh, yeah, it's it's a pass this Stackhouse riding in the Melbourne Cup. I was backing him at Terrelgan yesterday, and the nineteen couldn't even keep up in Terrelgan. <laughs> well, here we go, Stackhouse riding at Terrelgan. Here's a result. He should be riding at Flemington. Still got beaten six lengths. That was good. Uh, yeah. Nico and I bounced in the door here, and DK was <laughs> just toys still, out of the cot. Still, still filthy about Terrelgan. Fucking hate losing, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate to see when the remote goes missing at your house. Can't find it. Oh, you'd boil. Number uh, number 12 here, per San Luke Curry, uh, Ma Eustace, uh, 53 kilos, and it's been uh, 26 out to uh, $31. This is a runner that uh, I've got a lot of time for. Um, Caulfield, it's coming through the Caulfield Cup also. Uh, I, I think it had one of the world's hardest preparations leading into the Melbourne Cup last year, and I like the way it's uh, it's probably just been set for this race rather than trying to force its way into the race last I think year. That showed in the autumn, like he was flat in the autumn. Mm. Come out and started a dollar sixty against Amard in a twenty six hundred meter race, and was flat as flat as in the Ramston. And then they right reset for the spring, ran okay in the Turnbull, ran well first up, third in the Caulfield Cup last start. I think he ran fifth in this race last year. He'll stay all day. He's, he's an exotic player. Mm. I, I like this horse for uh, favourite out markets and uh, all those I've, sort of I've things. Told, I've told this story before. I'm not, maybe I might have told it 12 months ago in the lead up to the Melbourne Cup. So this horse turned up with Kieran Ma, came down, might have had a couple of starts in Sydney, I'm not sure who for. And I saw it jump out at Ballarat and it dead set jumped out like a dead set draft horse. I said, what's that thing? <laughs> and then oh, this thing from Sydney, funny. I mean, they sent it to a banana made in 1400. So I'm, I'm going to lay this. This is a, this is a camel. Because they put it up two to one or something. And some by some miracle it got beat and then it made it to the Melbourne Cup. That prep, that's how, that's how much of a draft horse it was and why I don't tip off jump outs to uh, Nico. So I'll leave those jump outs to you blokes. But uh, I got the cash that day, but I was completely wrong. Mm. He's an <laughs> he's an interesting one. That, although he won the Bart Cummings and then he, uh, he only got beaten 2.4 or 5 lengths, carrying 51 in last year's Cup. So... I couldn't talk anyone out of backing this runner. Uh, well, look, oh, yeah. oh, 
Incentivise had five links on him his last two starts, and mm. I'd say Incentivise got, five, in my opinion, got five links on him again. Mm. And I think his, his price shows how far he's off, he's marked off um, in the in the prices. If but some, if by some freak of nature, uh, Incentivise doesn't run thirty two hundred per se. That's right. It opens does. up. Yeah, yeah, it opens up, and he ran well again. Ran ran his good good race last year, did he? What? Strange things do happen on the punt. All right, uh, Cariff, uh, number 13 here, uh, Snowden, McDougall. They're sort of starting to show glimmers of improvement, the Snowden Yard. Uh, 101, this runner. Thoughts here, boys? Can we make a case for uh, Cariff or it's uh, nah, he's just a, doesn't no, deserve I, to be there? A rung below, isn't he? No, but it does Not going good enough, yeah, seventh okay. in a Tats Cup. Yeah, and what, he was, he, 100, he was another one who was 150 to one last start. Mm. Um the story, but this does come back. Just saying, Blake McDougall on um, Dean Holland, Fred Kersley, Paddy Maloney, a lot of a lot of these we've spoken about. A lot of these so-called second-tier riders. Blake McDougall's nearly top tier now, mm. but getting the opportunities and blokes who have really taken this COVID this opportunity with the lesser lesser joggies have taken the bit between the teeth. And uh, again, P Maloney was riding at Tarrogan yesterday, but he did said own the meeting or own the own the maidens early in the day. Um, and B McDougall, like, geez, I'm back to win. We back to win reviews that Simon Wild thing last yeah. Sunday, and um, gee whiz, he's uh, he's got wonderful hands. Um, so, yep, I think the story's great to see, uh, and I hope I hope he runs well for Blake. Um, but uh, I can't see him featuring. Here's a runner that's come through the Caulfield Cup as Master of Wine, uh, the Hawkshard Freddie Kersley on board, ninety one dollars. I think he. He's He's a head case. Uh, look, he. Um, he likes Flemington, so he's another one who can improve back to Flemington. Um, but probably he's another one off, off the bad one in the Caulfield Cup, just another one, you know. Probably his two best runs in the last two years have been his run in the Bart Cummings. Mm, that's right, yeah. Third or second mm. in both of them. Yep. He gets back to Flemington, like you said, his Caulfield Cup run was average. But he did start $26. So And he does get the tongue toy on here, which can explain a bad one that he, he may have choked down. Yep. Um, look, he's a, he's a possible improver back to Flemington, but he's just... He's Kersley's another one of those jockeys. Yeah, he's he's yeah, gone to a new level. Yep, yeah, yeah, getting great up at your Hawks and yep. um, other good stables are using him. He's getting a good Dolphin, so um, good on him. He could be uh, a real good one for your, uh, your, your third or your fourth uh, placings there, and uh, he's $21 the place at the moment, so he might uh, be able to pop a nice trifecta or first four result if uh, you play him the that White way. Exotics, yeah. yeah. the White Exotics. All right, number 15 here is Pondus coming through the Mooney Valley Cup. Uh, Rachel King and Robbie Hickmont here, $34. Uh, interesting one here. I don't know. We'll have a look at the replay here, and obviously Floating Artist is the story here, just trucking in behind. But uh, he had every chance, I thought, Pondus, and I'd rather take uh, Floating Artist in a head-to-head. Yeah, you, you hit the front 200 metres from home and you're two lengths in front and then you get beaten a length and you start 220. Like, it, it was an average run. He's run first up in the Bart Cummings was okay. I think the big takeaway with this horse is the market seems to love him here in Australia. He's been off the map in every single start he's had here. Um, he started 550 in the Bart Cummings, starts 220 here. I suppose the SP men might sort of look at that. He gets a soft run from one. Uh, he's hard to have for me. I'd, I could mark him sort of 60, 70s off that run for sure. Well, he, he has that run first up, which I hate. And that's an empty out gut buster, mm. fresh. And that's what he had at Flemington. He, he got completely emptied out, and it was no surprise for me to see him go over there off that run at the short last start. So um, I don't think that's a platform having an, have a, comp- a complete empty out um, for this prep leading into the Melbourne Cup. I'd say that horse is regressing. 
Mm. Number 16 is Grand Promenade. Kieran McAvoy, uh, Maren Eustace, $20 with uh, Top Sport, and here's his win in the Bart Cummings, which is uh, becoming a, a better uh, lead-up run, obviously, 2,500 at Flemington. Got a nice little break. Uh, you see Charlie Rose. You see Knight's Order in behind them. Salino's there, future score. Uh, Persan sort of uh, starting to make up ground down the outside. It's an interesting one. Yeah, I'm... I'm um I'm, I'm, I'm warming to these two, these first two over the line, as um, you know, as place chances in this race. Mm. Um, I like, I think uh, down in the weight, um, he's they've obviously targeted him coming through, him and Trailer Rose coming through the similar lower rating yeah. group threes and things like that. Lower races to be, this horse is a dead set iron horse. Iron, he's been up since March. He's been he had his first run for the prep in March. Mm. He trialed earlier in March. That means he's he's back in work in December or January. Um, and he there he goes and produces a peak figure in in that race. Like he's he's a dead set iron horse. Um, so and Mar and Eustace got got the lightweight and be up on pace. I I think he's a, he's definite top top four chance. He's got a great platform, doesn't he? Like he'll get what his last three races they've gone like thirteen lengths above to the six hundred meter mark. So I think this is this will help him having that little twenty nine days between runs. Or yeah, that's, had, that's really going to suit this. It looks horse. like the gap between runs a few times. So yep. Like they do give him. Keep him fresh and obviously keeps ticking overnight, you know. But um, I think that Bart Cummings, I think those first two uh, were in the mix for the first top four. Mm. And if Persan's not really at his top, he uh, he might have just uh, just blew out there for I his last 200. I do have a question mark on him if he can actually stay. Mm. Like he was well beaten in the Ramsden, um, had every possible chance there. Maybe he's a better horse. But like is he eighth fastest last 200 of that Bart Cummings? I know he does a lot of his work in the front end, mm. but... He was a bit sort of empty late there. Mm. Um, that's probably my one question mark if he's going to run a real strong 3,200. But down in the weights, and it's it's hard to take on the camp at these sort of trips, but you'd have opinion somewhere, and that would be my concern with him if he's going to be really strong late. Mm. Number 17 is Miami bound. Danny O'Brien, P. Maloney, uh, 101. Danny O'Brien's just a little bit off the boil at the moment. This horse come through the Bart Cummings. <laughs> what are you talking about? You've su- su- Superstorm yesterday. Well, that's that's the on. outlier. <laughs> that's the outlier, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> she needs it wet. She, she needs. Yeah, she, she I, I would have thought uh, wet track for her, but uh, she, uh, one I sort of stuck up for last year, uh, but uh, not not for me this time around. Nico, no, nah, I can't have her. Port Guillaume is number eighteen. Harry Coffey, Ben, and JD Hayes, one hundred and one. This horse has um, hit the line a couple of times, like flashed in, coming through the Caulfield Cup. Uh, a bit patchy for mine, and uh, just another story for him. He's uh, Harry Coffee getting a ride. You know, mm. we all love Harry and his story, and um, and I, you know, I've never been a huge fan of actually backing Harry's horses, but he, he rode a winner for me the other day, and um, he's another one who seems to have improved. He's riding another five or ten percent in the last three or four months, so um, a great story for Harry to have a ride in the cup. Yeah, I don't think he's completely out of this. Mm. He was the fastest last two hundred in the Caulfield Cup. Looks like he'll stay all day getting the third two hundred. This horse. When he originally was brought out here, was I think nearly favourite for this race um, and the Caulfield Cup. Okay. So he was he was sort of a a horse who had a lot of a spruik on him, and then I think he went a miss or something. He's come back this spring. His run in the Naturalism was good. Mm. His run in the Bart Cummings was good, um, average, like very poor. And then his run in the Caulfield Cup was quite good. So like he could he could be a horse that comes out and runs a big race for runs last. Like that seems mm. to be his sort of profile. But, but not hopeless for top ten of the hundred to one chances. I think he's one that's probably not hopeless. Mm. I've got an old ticket uh, at about that sort of quote, uh, and I, I won't throw it out, but I don't think I'm going to add uh, more to it. 
All right, uh, number 19 is She's Ideal. Uh, Craig knew it, Bjorn Baker here, uh, $91. Uh, also coming through the Caulfield Cup. It's a no, she's, no for she's me. She's a career, big career at the 3,200. Mm. She's had a great preparation. Like, she's got the miles and the legs, doesn't she? Two runs at 2,400. Good win in the Kingston Town going back three runs ago. Look, everyone in the Caulfield Cup was okay. You maybe could have made a case for if she had a you know got a real cosy run here, but she's going to have to do a bit of work from twenty no matter what. So um, she looks an easy enough horse to be against. Number twenty is Future Score Dean Yendel Matt Kamani two hundred and one dollars. It's a flat out no well, for me. Nico's already mentioned it along with Johnny Get Angry. Yep. Number twenty one is Trialy Rose from uh, the Simon Wildcamp. Dean Holland seventeen dollar. Quote there. She looks like she's going to just absolutely eat up 3,200. You can forgive her Adelaide Cup run. She uh, had an issue that day. Started she was heavily backed. Yeah. Absolutely smashed. So uh, they've got her back and right. And I mentioned it before. Add another 800 metres to the Geelong Cup and she just keeps uh, uh, batting away. And, and DK's already mentioned it. You, you think she'll get the 3,200 yeah. easily? Yeah. Yeah. No, she's my, um, she's my, she's in my top four. She's my fourth pick. Um, yep, no, she'll be up there. She's got the light weight. She's got uh, she'll race on up up just behind the speed. Um, she's a trier, and she'll stay. Um, she's she, she's uh, and she and be great for Simon Wild. He's a great trainer. Great for Dean Holland. He's improved his riding. Um, yeah, I think she'll run really well. Yeah, she's hard to knock, isn't she? The win in the Geelong Cup, great run in the Bart coming. She'll stay all day. Finally, draws a gate, which probably helps her here. Barry number twelve, she mm, probably gets a, a good run, sort of midfield on the map there. Oh, I last start like just getting past Doctor Drill. Was it ever like a regression run, or was she just? <laughs> he ran really. He ran out of his. I yeah, think Preble, he, Preble, Preble gap third, and the, that's right. The margins there were the third. Um, Preble, it was a funny race there because Preble, he's only got a short sharp sprint or a certain sprint. Doctor Drill and Preble sort of used it when when Mar said sort of be careful. He's only got a short sprint. This bloke, so I, I wouldn't. I think Doctor Drill ran really well that day for Preble. Mm. Um, and she just kept trying. She fought him off, and that's what you want to see, I think, finding the fought him off and kept trying through the line from going to Melbourne Cup. And it hasn't been the worst. It's been a decent form reference over the years, the John Cup, mm. you know. So, yeah, well, I, I think she'll run well. She, yeah, the, I had her about that price, sort of 17s. You could definitely back her if you want to be involved, though. Mm. She'll run the trip. Yeah, I must uh, add for second and third and fourth lines of uh, your exotics for sure. Probably another one that's uh, similar uh Vein of form is uh, number 22, Floating Artist, also drawn uh, favourably there in barrier 10. Tio keeps the ride. Kiramada Eustace, uh, 20 into $16. It had a lap on him in the uh, Mooney Valley Cup. This is a horse that DK has been sticking up for for uh, a long time. And I'm not dropping off now. No. I'm all over this. Yep. This is this is me. This is me in the golf, in the Melbourne Cup. Biggest danger to the favourite? Yep. This horse, so those favourites coming in with a picket fence and this horse should be coming in with a picket fence as well. So... Mm. I don't mind you. Can I speak about him, Nico? And you Go for it. So he <laughs> won that, up. He won he won the race at Mooney Valley. And then at Flemington, he went to Flemington and he was really he, he won again, but he was strong after the line as well. This horse just wants ground. Mm. And then he went to um Sandown on the same day, Zaki, same distance and everything, and he dead set hooned home. Hooned. Mm. Like sectionals. You know, like it was a better performance. In my opinion, it was nearly a better San, performance. Sandown was emphatic, wasn't it? It was emphatic, he just yeah. hooned. So he goes to that race and as we've spoken about it was just a shit, bit of a shit show. The um, and he's probably looking for further anyway. That Kunji, and then the other day he's off another train wreck. The other day, so he he's um he's got no weight. He's got get clear running. To find him find him clear. Um, he should have a picket fence coming into this race for mine, and uh, he's the the, the market's going to the market's 
priced him off what he's done, but he can do more. He can do more. He's the improver. So um, I think he's a great, 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 I mean, favourite out bet or each way bet. Um, I think he'll run really well. Mm. I tend to agree. Nico? Yep, second pick for me as well. Um, I think he's in this race with an outstanding chance. All the reasons DK mentioned, the market seems to love this horse. They got him going to a massive level, like starting $1.50 in that Coonji. I know they'll all have a Pondus last start, but I think that sort of shows how much they're going to be in love with the Bart Cummings. So I reckon Grand Promenade might have some support out of that um, that race. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He's the second pick. Just look at his work through the line. Like last start, last start he improved his overall speed um, from the – being completely held up at the 300-meter mark to the 200-meter mark, improving, I think, two lengths, that last 200 on the punting form data, which you can go through and sort of interrogate their closing sectionals and all that. It was an enormous run through the line. He's absolutely putting a gap on him. He did the same thing at Soundown through the line. Um, too good, my old man. He had a fair bit to do with this horse very early days, and he he was sort of there telling me this is a really good horse, and I didn't listen to him. And, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, Dave. I think he's, he might be on hundreds, I reckon, for the oh, yeah. cup, so I'm um, too strong there, but I, I definitely should have listened to him. Maybe we could have got a lot longer price, but, uh, yeah, he, he was sort of saying if they ran him in the Lexus, he, that would have suited him perfectly. Like, he, oh, he reckons he'll just cop any work, this oh, horse. Yeah. He's had a lot to do with that. him. He just thinks tough, tough horse. That, the more work you put into him, the better. Yeah. old school sort of style. So yeah. um, there's a bit of uh, insight. And don't worry there. about, I said to someone the other day, I said, don't worry about Tio. Like, just in, even in the bush, I said, even though he's had those couple of shit shows on floating artists, he's riding winners in the bush. He's mm. riding really well. So um, He's got to, a lot to prove too. And he's uh, this race is up the grabs of one of these, you know, I'm going to take incentivise out, but one of these... Lesser light jocks to to, to uh, get a great performance out of this race, and he's right up there with him. And this is a very good map for him. Like he's, he's probably he was, not going to find the fence t- from t- ten. Tio's put a tweet out: "You ten, the gate ten, you beauty." He's he was wrapped with gate ten. Like he just hit one out, one back. He can follow incentivize if he wants to come across and sort of sit forward. Yeah, yeah, he's second pick for me, and he's he's a winner. It'd be amazing story for a young rider. All the start big stars out. Two hard luck stories. It'd be it'd bring the house down if uh, floating artists could uh, provide an upset. It's got seven kilos against the uh, the hot the hot shot there incentivised. So uh, sixteen dollars is uh, and well, I was hunting around for favourite out markets by the sound of it. DK and uh, Nico all about this horse. All right, number twenty three is Great House Michael D C Waller twenty dollars. We saw him uh, yesterday win the Hotham. What do you make of that, Nico? Because you you like Mankind. I just thought the race pan out. Like was J Mac probably J Mac just got it home. Yep. J Mac versus Linda. Um, Linda did. Linda rode that as well. Yep. But rode it to its strengths. He hit the front a long way out, Mankind, and I think he probably would have been better off if she really just let him roll. Like he doesn't have. It seemed like he didn't have a, the turn of foot he showed mm. over shorter trips over twenty five hundred. But there's no knock in this horse. Great house. Like he's a good run in the Metro. He ran well in the Caulfield Cup. Um, I reckon he can prove from the yard. Uh, I sort of half took him on there yesterday. So. I reckon he can definitely improve. So that I reckon that run will really suit him. That quick backup. He's a horse who just does a bit too much in the yard. So I reckon having that good hit out, um, that'll really suit him. This horse. He gets a good run here from barrier number seven. I, I probably couldn't back him, but I can see him running top ten. I mean, just a negative is J Mac off. You'd love to have J Mac sticking with him, wouldn't he? But he's riding the, the great mare. But he did say. Uh the ride he gave that was he said, I was going, thought I was going to win easy, and that, that horse just, there's a tough horse back on the inside of me. He, he half turns it up, this horse, too. Okay, like he's okay, had a fair yeah. few runs in yeah. Sydney where he was 200 out, he was thinking dollar I won, and he mm-hmm. lays in, lays out. Like he, he has some quirks, but um, I think a, a fast run cup and on the quick backup may suit him. Mm. 
Number 24 is an interesting runner, Sir Lucan. Uh, G Boss, Gay Waterhouse, $26 chance. Uh, got beaten about 14 lengths uh, last time in the Group 1 St. Ledger. Uh, we will get, I looked at the replay, but it's just so inconclusive. The, the footage is just terrible. You learn nothing from the race. He's well back, and the camera's just focused on the winner. Um, I think that horse was uh, Hurricane Lane, and you can get form lines around horses that sort of have run third in the arc. So if this horse brings his uh, best form to the table, um, he's the only sort of three-year-old Northern Hemisphere three-year-old. Well, that's, that, uh, that's what piqued my interest, that he was the Northern Hemisphere three-year-old. Gets know, 50 we, kilos. That We know how well they go, how well they run in the cup and how well it's set up for them. So um, that's why it piqued my interest. I didn't know a lot about him. but um, Rekindling yeah. Tiger Moth cross-counter. This that's is it. this is the uh, the well, lightly that, raced stayer that uh, the, uh, the Europeans start to target. Hill Paradiso, yeah, I like him. I reckon he's got a big chance in this cup. He's he's a profile horse, gets him with 50 kilos. If incentivized, you know, he's got to carry 57 here. His dangers are these horses who get seven kilos off him. This looks like he looks so suited to Australian racing. He's got a big turn of foot, this horse. He just has to be exposed way too far out in those small races um, overseas. He just was left sprinting way too long. I think Bossy's going to really look to get a, a card into the race and expose him late here because he looks like he has an enormous turn of foot. His run in the St. Ledger was disappointing. His runs prior were very good. I don't think he knows exactly what the game's about yet. Um, he strikes him as a horse who's going to come here. I reckon he's going to stay here by the looks of it, given he's trained by a Waterhouse bot. Mm, mm. Um, I think this could be a horse come the autumn who could have a big impact. I think he can have a big impact on this race. He's got the right man on board. He's got the, the profile, this um, three-year-old overseas sort of profile yep. that we've seen. I think the market comes for him, to be honest, off that. They like finding that. I know he's got to probably improve his time form ratings and all those kind of things, but um, I, I like everything I've seen from this horse. I'm forgiving that last start, and I think just exposing him late, last crack at him, show the big turn of foot. I reckon he's really going to suit the way we race here in Australia, and I'm I'm having something on him. I think he's a big price, $26. I marked him 13s. Mm. Six fifty. the place is uh, big odds, and uh, definitely one that you can't leave out of your exotics. All right, that's a uh, that's all the runner by runner preview. So let's uh, just whip around here on top, DK, and then best next best, and then maybe Ruffy. We already probably know it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. So I mean, Cinevice, he's might might be the horse of a generation or something like that. But he's going to be hard to toss. But ideas, I reckon, floating artist can uh, is the smoke is the smoky for me. So I'll be I'll be having something on him. And the blowout. Uh, um, I, I, maybe one. I'm siding. I mean, the great. I don't think Amira won a great race, but. Just worried about the 57 with her and um, the Bart Cummings form, I thought, um, Charlie Rose and Grand Promenade, Grand Promenade. For, uh, for exotics. Nico? Yeah, incentivized definitely on top. Uh, I think floating artist Salukan are going to be good results for me in the race and probably very elegant the other. Probably uh, Explosive Jack, maybe the mm. the value sort of runner. Um, on the racing show for the big group ones, we usually do like a $500 strategy. If I, you gave me $500, i am playing a trifecta. Definitely take an eighty-three percent of this. Uh, incentivized to win with uh, very elegant. What was the other horse in there? I've completely made this up. Floating very artist. elegant, Salukan floating artist. Then I'll take two, three, four, five, sixteen, twenty-two, and twenty-four for second and third. Mm-hmm. Take it on Grand Promenade and Charlie Rose there in the trifecta. Yeah, no, yeah, I can't see uh, the favourite getting beaten here. Incentivise. Uh, I like uh, the angles from uh, Floating Artist. I think uh, down with fifty kilos, he won't know himself that horse. And I think uh, I'd be surprised if Very Elegant doesn't run a really big race. But uh, po- 
Persan's probably the horse uh, is the big surprise packet for me. I just like him a little bit fresher. He's the knockout uh, one at odds that the market might just forget about at 30 or or 40 to 1. And uh, if uh, there's a chink in the uh, favourites ar- armour, uh, a horse like Persan might uh, might surprise and they might just have him peaking on uh, the right day there. But uh, he's going to be something uh, beaten, that's for sure. All right, let's have a look at uh, Muggs' tips. He's uh, sent us through a Melbourne Cup special. Hi, guys. This is a Mug punter here. After a big derby day on the punt, the mug had a win today, so his selections went very good. Sorry about the moral being scratched, but the mug's Melbourne Cup selection is he's going to go number two incentivise on top because it's just a dominant stay. It looks like it can stay all day. It can stay all week incentivise. So number two, and his trifectas and first four are going to be. He's going to have in his second, number five, Explosive Jack. He reckons it looking good stay. looks ready for this race. Explosive Jack. Then he's going to put Delphi in for third and maybe Talia Rose for fourth. So the mug's main bet in the race is going to be incentivised. So, guys, good luck, good betting. Thank you for welcoming me to the family. And what does the mug say when he has a winner? Go find your bookie. Tell you what, uh, mug punter kicked home on Thunderstruck, so I think he would have had a big result in the Golden Eagle. But uh, how's mug punter? He's starting to become hot property. A big uh, bookie tried to approach him and steal him off our show. And uh, to mug's credit, he's not back the big cash. Uh, we've offered a counter deal. And he, he's staying in the team. He's staying in the family. So mug punter, welcome. He's, welcome to uh, the he's, family. He's in the brotherhood, so uh, he's not going anywhere. So uh, hands off. He's uh, he's not for sale, our mug punter, but uh, no surprise. He's such a talent that uh, the Sharks have started to circle. Stay all week incentivised. It might be like a few of the punters. I'm going to stay all week going to four days of Flemington. I'll be hoping to do the same. But, uh, yeah, I, I reckon you'll struggle to find anyone who doesn't have incentivised on, on top. top. Like, he just could be a superstar, this horse. We could be in for something very special there on Tuesday like we saw in the Gorefield Cup. All right, it's now time for uh, Top Sports Steamers. They found Hitotsu, 2K at $8. Wow, just got crunched. Starting price was about $4. And uh, the big Melbourne Cup money here, no surprise, 30000 Best of the best uh, incentivize is the first bet here. Be interesting to see uh, how the fluctuations work. I think uh, the best of the best is either tote or uh, top sport prices. So it's how much uh, they drift at, at top sport. They're betting to win 100K, best of the best as well. Betting to win right? 100K. So uh, that's as, uh, as big as anyone out there. It'd uh, be fascinating. I think uh, he'll probably, I'd be surprised if he starts. Uh, 250 is probably about the mark for me. 260, DK, thoughts? What price he starts? Yeah, six to four. Yeah, six to four. Same. Yep. Nico? Six to four means nothing to me. So oh, I'm going to say 2.5. <laughs> 270. 3 to 2. Bit 6 better. to 4. Yeah, I, I can't I can't see this horse getting to uh, three, $3, uh, especially now that uh, punters are cashed up from Derby Day. I think they'll just start to uh, just truckload, truckload it in. He doesn't know the Sopranos, doesn't know the wrestling. I'm, I'm new age. Just new give, age. give me the, the new odds. Uh, the next bet here is Twilight Payment, 20000 at uh, $11. So that's well, there you go. I knew uh, there's, I there's a bet there. Yeah, they laid it to win 200 k So I saw him turn it off. So um, there we go. And this could be yours, DK. Floating Artist, 5000 at $20. Yeah, I might go shopping around today, mate. Oh, it's mm. still $20, but um, it would uh, be interesting to see what the other joints bet me. Mm, they'll, they'll bet me. Very, very tight MBLs and everything else. It'll be interesting what they bet me on the cup. It'll be interesting. I'll, yeah. I'll uh, 
Or I might just get him top sport and bet with him. So I might be unders <laughs> after that bet there. <laughs> and uh, make sure you uh, you check out some of uh, DK's action. So uh, he just slipped in a couple of sneaky ones there. It was Flemington Race 4, number nine, groovy kind of love. Gets a big weight drop around $6. Uh, and then Owenology, Owenology. Uh, Race 9, number nine. D. Yendel. D. at $12. So if DK's uh, tipping these progressive horses, expect the market just it's, to absolutely it's, crumble. It's progressive with And Station 1 was the other uh, spec job from the Lynn Howley Yard. Uh, race 9, number three. <laughs> 13 at $17, so on the quick backup. I found my new horse trainer. Hey? I found my new horse trainer, Mel Howley. A bit shifty. Trying to get back into Now he's out on his own. Love it, mate. He's trained a Melbourne Cup winner, hasn't he, Liam Howley? Yeah, he's he's learned. Yeah, he was with with Lloyd, Lloyd. obviously, with Lloyd, but um, that horse was legless legless in its jump outs. Like, beating 10 links, you couldn't get any guide of it. Goes to the races and it's a steamer. Like, how good? How good? (laughs) (laughs) We're up and about, I'll tell you what. And, And it saved me an absolute... Big walk around the block for two hours because <laughs> top honours who ran second to it, we were on and all the DK were on at Bendigo behind oneology on it each way when it mm. ran fourth. So I said, I'm not, I'm dropping off you, I'm not sticking with you, please can he keys, put it in the paddock. And then it's there running up second, I'm going, oh, I hope that leader kicks as if top honours wins at $9 after I've been on it its last three starts, I will go off my head. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily it just took off the uh, Billy Egan, Liam Alley also, that was all right. It's going to be a fascinating day on Cup Day. Uh, not as quiet as uh, many uh, out wide menus it was like, but uh, hopefully uh, DK can find ben some Bansdale, maybe some you want to and Chuka. There's a couple that have presented there, but the odds aren't up yet, so we'll just see what, what price they are. Fletcher. want to run better than the thing yesterday. Exactly. Fletcher will be betting on Hong Kong, so if uh, you want to bet Sunday afternoon, tune into that and slide into our DMs if uh, you're having trouble getting into Telegram there. Nico's back. He's on course uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Bet Dr. Crew will do a, uh, a live Oaks slash Stakes uh, Day uh, monster show. We'll try and get in some uh, special guests on Thursday. We'll roll it live. We uh, we don't really edit much. It's just to uh, give our a- AV guy a little bit of a breather. But, uh, yeah, we might uh, do a big show We're on Thursday morning. So you can, ch- you can uh, get into the YouTube chat and uh, put shit on us or uh, ask us a question about a horse that uh, we're bagging or tipping or uh, something like that. So uh, we may as well go live for a bit of fun, a bit of a treat. Yeah, it's going to be a great week. Uh, a big week coming up, but... Historically, Cup Day, Oaks Day, probably my, two of my better days. So I'm I'm really looking forward to the undercards on both those well, programs. It's, it's more, yeah, and there is, there's more our wheelhouse, the more restricted sort of yeah. racing. You know, the big group we saw fine margins. They're all grand finals or those other races, but those um those restricted races can yeah. uh, can offer some fiddle. The Greys race always double likes mm. picking the Greys on the way through, and there's that country country final on Oaks Day too. Yeah. They've all been competing in the bush in the in the in the series. So um yeah, all that. Yeah, the Oaks. I took twenty six bucks. I think Willoway. Oh. They come out and bolted in yesterday oh, in the way. Mm. So floating artist runs a place. Where do we win? Where do we win? Right? What price is it now? Uh, Evens? She, she wins the Oaks. Uh, yeah, it'd be hard to beat. Is it? Big, big result. Oh, Daisy. Well, it gave win, da- Winburn da- to Daisy yesterday. She was, she was four bucks when I looked yesterday. Was she? Maybe she's come in from that, but she, happy she, sitting on 26. Fucking beat her. Sure. <laughs> I don't, oh, I tell you what, there's a uh, big rain band coming Wednesday. It's 15 oh, to 25 mil on Wednesday, and then it's 2 to 10 mil on Thursday. So things could change drastically after uh, the Melbourne Cup, and sadly not in time for uh, very early in. But uh, it's been a uh, monster show. We'll be back Thursday morning. Uh, follow our socials and uh, our emails for an announcement. We'll figure out what time uh, the races kick off on Thursday and we'll do a live show and uh, we'll be betting our brains out and uh, hopefully you guys are uh, doing it responsibly. We can get a winner and uh, 
I don't know what I'm cheering more, floating artist or just stick it to the bookies on incentivise. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. The Quinella. <laughs> floating artist. Mm. Floating artist. Cheer floating artist. I'm Cheer off to Dan out. Murphy's to uh, buy. Go and find that rhubarb gin. Rhubarb gin. Yeah, what? yeah, high totsu. What a nice little Nice little Quinella. $15 Quinella. Yeah, was it really? There yeah. you go. We had it there. Yeah, all those. There guys. it is. All well, tipping the one batters and the SF and the McCoyle Spring Horse. Exactly. All right. Happy Melbourne Cup Day. Been a great show. Make sure you support punning form and bet with Top Sport. Bet to win 100K in uh, the Cup. Uh, don't bet much bigger than those guys. They'll be licking their wounds after yesterday. It was a wipeout for bookies, so make sure you bury your bookie this week on the punt. We'll see you Thursday.